episode two of the How Can Man Say podcast with me, Farhan. Mitha. MTS. Okay, let's get right into it. biggest event of 2018 mm. in the hip-hop world last few years especially yeah, yeah very um infamous moment uh the uh pushy <laughs> tea and drake beef i think it's good to start with like just like a quick overview of the like entire timeline especially because the beef is it's, it went on for quite a while yeah. it started over over a decade ago yeah, yeah i've got like the first instance was like 2002 so yeah we just do a quick overview that I think the like first few years aren't that important, but it's just important to know like how we got here. How we and started. then like Yeah, and then the main bit is like what happened over the last two or three years. So we've got the first thing was in two thousand and two, it wasn't even to do with Drake. It was before Push T was a solo artist with clips and they got featured on Birdman's track um, called What Happened to That Boy? produced by the Neptunes and there's strong rumors that Birdman did not even did not pay the Neptunes at all for the beat and that caused like that was like the first thing that like caused the rough between the like two groups I don't think much happened after that there was like issues but it started off and what sparked it again sorry was the um Lil Wayne started wearing like Bape stuff, yeah. which was like Pharrell's signature. Yeah, they were known for wearing Bape and all that hypey stuff. Yeah, also like Pusha was wearing it as well. Pusha, yeah, Pusha. Pusha, the Neptunes, they were wearing like Skater yeah. um, and Bape stuff. And then um, I think <clears throat> I think Lil Wayne started to wear it on like covers of magazines and stuff. Yeah, he wore it on the Vibe and in his music video. Yeah. And then um, in 2006, we get the track Mr. Me Too from Clips with a Pharrell verse where Pharrell, it's very heavily like hinted that all the, the whole verse was like directed towards Lil Wayne. Like, oh, you say like the Mr. Me Too is Lil Wayne saying, oh, you did that. So me too. And then after that, Wayne like clapped back in an interview. Yeah. With Complex, yeah. Yeah. Saying, talk to me like you're talking to the best. And I ain't seen no fucking clips. Who the fuck is Pharrell? Yeah. Do, you, do you really respect him? He wore Bates and you thought it was weird. I wore it and you thought it was hot. <laughs> so like, that's like, after that, like, it, all the rumours, like, or like discussion about, oh, is it subliminal? was like gone. Like, this is straight yeah. up, like, now they don't <clears throat> like each other and stuff. And then we get even more, like, minor subliminals back and forth. Um... But what started it all over again was like, I think in 2011, when Drake started on the scene, got signed to Lil Wayne and Birdman and stuff, certain lines that Drake said and Pusha T said, people were like speculating whether they were subliminals towards each other. So Drake had a line in 2011 with my favorite rappers either lost it or ain't alive. And it's well noted that Drake was a big fan of the clips. He was a groupie. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. He even bought the mic- he bought the microphone, of, the side microphone of Pusha T on eBay. Yeah, that is that. I think that's a very important piece. Yeah, that we will like that keeps coming back later on as well. Um, and then we've got um, some more subliminals. And then in two thousand and twelve, uh, Pusha T actually does like a proper. A more, sorry, a more direct this on Exodus 23, colon 1. The first lines are basically directed at Drake, where he's like, you signed to one guy who signed to another guy who signed to three guys. That's bad luck. Like, like highlighting all the, like, weird label issues that they've got and stuff. And then Lil Wayne responds on Twitter with, like, a really important... Uh, not important but like a really like infamous tweet that keeps being like retweeted that i always see like on my timeline where he says uh fuck pusha t and anybody that love him and then actually <laughs> and then like a few months later wayne responded with like one of the worst diss tracks <laughs> like ever on ghoulish um i don't have the li- 
I swear one of the lyrics was like, oh yeah, um, head up his butt, so I'm a headbutt him. Bro, <laughs> what is that? And Pusha T said, it's so whack, he doesn't even need to respond. Yeah. And then, then after that, like, we've got quite a few more subliminals for like quite a few years. And in 2016, Two Birds, One Stone dropped. And that was like really big because I think after that, Drake had like confidence yeah. to like diss people because he just came off yeah. of like beating, Meek yeah, beating yeah. Meek Mill. Um, it was riding some momentum going yeah. into this. And Two Birds, One Stone was decent. It was produced yeah. by Kanye, um, but it must have been like Kanye just sent him a beat and he rapped over it kind of thing. And he dissed um, Kid Cudi and Pusha T on it. So that was a power move to have a, like, a good music beat. Just two good music artists. Um, and he basically says, he basically doubts Pusha T's credibility as a drug dealer or former drug dealer. And then everyone thought, oh, like this is it. Pusha T is going to respond. Yeah. But he never did. Until yeah, 2018. With his amazing album that we talked about. Um, in the last episode, Daytona, on the like final track, Infrared. Yeah, I think Infrared was like a big like setup. Yeah, it was just you know, jabs, just mm. get Drake to. Come yeah, up. I think he was goading Drake. Yeah, but at the time, I didn't like. Mm. I didn't even like register yeah. any of this because it was like, obviously, after the this happened, Pushti went on like, oh, this was like a big chess move kind of thing. Yeah. Like I had. I knew all this information that we will reveal later on. Yeah. But at the start, it was just infrared where he says it was written like Nas, but it came from Quinton. Like that I, lyric. That's, I still think that's the best lyric of the whole yeah. beef, personally. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting that like later on and on the crazy diss track, <coughs> it's not really like wordplay-esque, it's more like brutal. And this yeah, one is yeah. more like a oh, wordplay kind of thing. So yeah, um, the one bad thing I'd say about the Drake and Meek Mill beef on Drake's behalf is that the ghostwriting rumors came about. Yeah. Like he won the beef, but, but now like they were they were questioning his credibility as a writer because Quentin Miller was like exposed as a Drake writer. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to also yeah. say is when this actually first came out. Because of all the like previous subliminals that both parties have been directing at each other, I didn't yeah. actually think anything was going to come about it. Like obviously, it was clear that that was about Drake, but I didn't think that Drake would respond yeah. so quickly. Yeah, Cause I think what happened was they released. They had an album listening party a week before it dropped, mm. and then obviously Drake. Who did? Pusha. For okay. Daytona. Yeah, for Daytona. It wasn't it was a mainstream like of the listening parties. Right. It's a private but, one. Yeah. So like I think Drake had it a week before as well. Because he if I remember correctly, he responded within a few hours, right? Yeah, it yeah, was like, did. the same day. And this was also very interesting, um, because of the I think what he was saying in the LeBron James interview that he was there in Wyoming. Yeah, with Kobe. with everyone but but also, Pusha was saying um, in his podcast with, with Joe, Joe Budden yeah. that uh, Kanye basically didn't ever... He, yeah. he made it so they weren't ever in the same room. Yeah. Because obviously with Pusha, is quite confrontational. <laughs> so he didn't want yeah. that, I'm guessing. Yeah. They were way like... It wasn't like an out-of-the-blue thing. The, these two parties were really close through Kanye. Mm-hmm. And I think both of them had album releases at the same time. So it would, in Drake's head, it would be such a sick move to drop a disc a few hours later and then be like, in, there's a line in it in the in Duffy Freestyle, which is the response where he says, um, don't like, don't push me when I'm in album mode. And it's like, oh, like this is like, it was for, for Drake, it was part of the album run yeah. to do a disc track with Pusha T like battle a great MC and then like drop another album like this is to him it was like oh this is part of my narrative as like a great hip-hop MC but that also like, poses the question when did when did this whole beef when did they both know that it was beef because obviously if they're recording in Wyoming at the same time I I, I still don't understand that the actual uh, timeline of that yeah when did yeah. they both know that this is this is going to be beef I'd obviously it's speculation, but 
I think um, Pusha T had um, had this plan as like a backup. Like, okay, I've got this information. Yeah. If Drake gets confident, <laughs> I'll like drop it. And I think like Drake, because he beat Meek Mill, because it was so like mad, he was like, I could, I can continue to do this kind of thing. He had that confidence because he was and still is like the biggest like rapper, yeah. popularity wise, um, and like star power wise that he could be like I am like untouchable yeah I don't think no one was people were afraid to diss Drake for a period after the Meek Mill thing yeah I think it was really like him being Meek Mill kind of like stopped people like being like oh Drake's a softie kind of thing that was like a a big um, meme that was going on like a while back oh Drake's making music for girls Drake does this whatever that was like quite a big and now he like dropped that. So the Duffy Freestyle, um, which happened a few hours um, after Infrared, was actually really good, I thought. Yeah. When I listened to it, I was like, this is a, a really cool beat. And like the flow was good. He had good wordplay. And the intro, <laughs> where he's just like, the nerve, the audacity. <laughs> and then he sighs, like, oh, okay, fine, you guys, like you, you're pushing me. I'm gonna have to like buy you, like, like kind of like the big man yeah. being like, okay, don't make me do this again, boy, kind of thing. It was like a really like powerful diss. But now it's not like it, yeah. at the time when it like came out, everyone was. I was I as like a big Push T fan was like, holy shit, like Push T really got rocked, yeah. yeah. I um, think also that I can't remember the initial reception that this. That this track got, especially everyone like in the rap community, I've seen it. I've seen it on social crazy, media, yeah. and everyone crazy. But yeah. that's what you expect on yeah, social yeah, media yeah. because Drake is such a huge star <coughs> on social media. Like obviously, what all helped, the stands are going to be going what crazy. With Drake, I think, as well with the social media thing, is he sent the picture of the voice, uh, the invoice, yeah, oh, right, yeah, and that got like crazy amount of likes on Instagram. Instagram. But I think this was because he um he tagged Pusha T in that. Oh well. yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think this. That was another thing, yeah. is that one thing that helped Drake beat Meek Mill was the memes yeah. that came from it when everyone was like quoting the lyrics <coughs> and like Meek. And I think um, it was one of the concerts, maybe OVO Fest, where he performed it live and yeah, he had yeah, all yeah. the me- memes like plastered on the wall behind him. Yeah. And there's like pictures of like Will Smith laughing at the memes. Like that was all like such a big thing. Yeah. Drake thought, okay, let me like drop a diss and then drop a meme and let the internet do its thing. Which it did. It to did be fair. for like for that for that for period days. of time for four days. Yeah. Um, and there was also like the other thing as well is because of like the like because of how quick Drake yeah. responded. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, in the meanwhile, when in in the lead up to Pusha T's uh, sure. release, yeah, everyone was thinking, is he actually gonna is he actually gonna respond? Yeah, yeah. The, because we live in like social media er- era. There's like so much pressure now to respond very, very quickly. I know like um, the Nas and Jay-Z beef take over and Ether are like a year and a bit apart. Is it a year and a bit? Yeah, yeah. Because Takeover was on Um, Blueprint and Ether was on um, Stillmatic, which are like a year and a half apart albums. So like, but that no one like it's so much harder to like record a track and press it and then like send it out to people kind of thing like he could have been on radio and did it but like it's it's not like oh you could just drop it on soundcloud like on the day kind of thing so a lot of the whole like landscape of like rap beef has changed and drake knew that but at the same time push t knew that as well all along yeah and it was like a very like aware rap beef Saying on Duffy Freestyle though, there are like a lot of like really really good lines where he um instead of uh he kind of anticipates well he I think Drake tries to anticipate where Pusha T will come from, so he says okay like I I I may have worked with a few people like and helped them write. Yeah. But so did Kanye. Like, but I helped Kanye. So, like, what? I think he's trying. He's trying to, to note out the hypocrisy. Yeah, he's trying to note out the hypocrisy in all this. Like, okay, Pusha T, if you like, dislike all this, um, 
authenticity how can you be part of someone who's also not real kind of yeah. thing and then he also attacked the um uh credibility of pushy t's um drug dealing again oh, so like yeah. it's about credibility and being real yeah your brother said it was your cousin yeah yeah so who's really yeah so you're not really who you say you are yeah so he's like, that's okay though, like, it's fine. It's really good in that he... Um, it's condescending. It's very, yeah, it's very con- condescending. And then... Oh, sorry. And then he also, like, referenced his microphone. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is oh, another, right. like, like, I think this is important because it's a part of his, like, anticipation. Yeah, people could be like, oh, you're just a fan. So he's like, okay, I have a microphone of yours, but then the signature faded, which resembles what's been happening lately. Yeah. I thought that was a good line. Yeah, that was really good. Um, he's basically trying to cover himself for yeah. any kind of um, retaliation from push like and he's blocking all like possible avenues to his weaknesses yeah I think with the I think it's a good uh, it's good to start on the Kanye go, the, not ghostwriting but just the writing allegations yeah because for me I've never understood when people question Kanye writing because as far as I'm concerned, he always is transparent with it. Yeah, yeah that's. I think that is a crucial like, and difference. The other, the other thing is, a lot of people within the community know that primary. I mean, I wouldn't say he probably wouldn't class himself primarily as a producer, but I don't think he classes himself as a songwriter. I mean, no. He never has. Well, I'm sure, like he has written songs, but he's always given credit on his yeah, that's the on his thing. songs um, on been... the credit on the credit on the credits on the album. Yeah, it's always been credited, and it's always like Kanye's been so open, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I usually have like a round table of guys yeah. writing, and we like go back and forth with ideas. Like that's like fine." And then I think the difference is with Drake, like they had to show the reference track. It was yeah. Quinton Miller's name was not on that track yeah. initially, and then the reference track came, and then he updated it later on to credit Quinton Miller. And the other, the other notable difference is Drake openly says he's the goat. Yeah, yeah he's the greatest. And Kanye says he's the greatest, but not as in like rapper. Yeah, he says he's, he's the greatest, greatest artist. Yeah, artist or person, kind of thing. I think is a difference in the. Drake like a, is a really big be... criteria for being the good rapper is obviously writing your yeah. lyrics. I think the Drake wants to be in the Jay Z's and the Nas's right. of like what to be remembered. Yeah, that's what he kind of wants to be. That's why he had. That's why he has the microphone. As he like looks up to these <coughs> like incredible writers. Lyricists, yeah, yeah, and lyricists. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think. I think deep down the ghostwriting thing really like hurts him. It does, because um, he uses that as his pushing tool. If you know what I mean. Cause... Yeah, and I think like if we're like talking about this whole chess game kind of thing and Push T, I think Push T knew it, so he's been like yeah. poking the ghostwriting thing for a while. Yeah. For like Drake to like snap back because. In all honesty, Push T could have led with all the information he dropped on the second disc. That's right. But he didn't. He waited. Yeah. Really smart. Because no one is expecting. Yeah, no one is expecting. So. The story of Adi Don. This, there's so much to unpack with the Pusha T this. From the artwork. <laughs> Do you want to start with the artwork? Yeah. So May 29th, um, and a picture appears. <laughs> and it's Drake in blackface. Yeah. That. That I think what Pusha T did there is cover the meme. Band. He's covered like, the meme aspect. Yeah, he's yeah. like up. He's like upended uh, <clears throat> invoice with like a literal picture of Drake in blackface, which is crazy. I uh, found that was crazy. Yeah, the the way that... he must have like a crazy research team. Yeah. To, like it's actually funny because he alludes to that on infrared as well, and obviously people didn't know. So it's like I don't tap dance for the crackers and sing yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have that. That's it. So, did Drake know that he had this? I don't think he knew. I don't think he did because Drake, after this diss track came out, Drake actually had to respond with an iPhone notes <laughs> exclamation. That's, that's on the Instagram. biggest L. That was yeah. embarrassing. 
was... because he had to be like, guys, listen, it was for. Um, I was trying to highlight how black people are portrayed yeah. in media, blah blah blah, which is like, it could of course, that, yeah, that could be like a real reason, and it's okay, but in the like battle arena, metaphorical battle arena, yeah, of like a rap battle, you, you can't, can't pause and be like, guys, okay, <laughs> let me just explain what he's trying to say here, like, like that already like <laughs> such a big thing yeah. in rap battles you have to be completely brutal there's no like okay guys please just um forget about this thing let's focus on other things yeah it, it has to be and like just remember that sentiment for later on yeah. yeah um so yeah the beat as well i think using the story. jay-z's story yeah, of OJ. oj which is about black people being afraid of their blackness yeah and i think that yeah oj simpson being like i'm not black kind of thing and then that alongside the blackface alongside the i don't tap dance with the crackers is all like a really really good like tie-in to like the theme of um the the verse apart from like the big reveal so the theme of the verse being drug dealing he starts off with like drug dealing aside ghostwriting aside let's have a hot heart about your pride i think that's really like crazy that he's like going okay i don't think you're like i think there's something deep down within you let's like let's <laughs> analyze why you're acting the way you are yeah. <laughs> and it's also quite clever actually when i think about yeah. it because just like drake didn't want to focus on the he wanted to obviously deflect all the allegations of the ghostwriting yeah um push t doesn't even focus on yeah. that as yeah. the main part of his disc yeah that's, yeah, he goes. That's okay. one thing I like about this. The one. thing is, he kind of goes, okay, all right, cool. Like, uh, you you say I'm not a drug dealer, and you say this, all right. But what about this then? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it's really interesting because Drake didn't have a response. He's not yet responded no. to this. Well, if you want to count that interview, the interview. with LeBron, yeah, well, we, we'll talk about <laughs> again. He like alludes, like going through it, not line by line, but. In terms of what he's saying, he talks again about the label being messed up, being signed to so many people, meaning you don't really get a big chunk of your money. Baby buys the pie. Yeah, the M's are different than baby buys the pie. But then he goes, okay, wait, let's actually analyze why (laughs) your music has been so angry and full of lies. Basically saying, because his dad left his mother. So he's, he's really afraid sad of commitment. Like this is like wow. Drake. Or it's almost like Pusha T, like going to therapy, but like tough love therapy. Yeah, it's uh, it's Pusha T. Yeah, it's Pusha T playing on Drake's insecurities. Yeah, that you can That's obviously really, see yeah. throughout his um, discography. Yeah, it's what it is. It's um, it's toxic masculinity. This yeah. track, but I think. <laughs> I think a diss track is the be- like the only place where I want toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. like, this is where I want it to be. Because after a while, after talking about... I think also, sorry, just to like talk about the Devil Freestyle one more time. There's a line where Drake says, um, I put a ring on it. Like, Virginia I'm, I'm going to let it ring like Virginia Williams. Yeah, Virginia. Mentioning Pusha T's wife. Yeah. This is another catalyst for what Drake then goes on to say which is um, you, it's, there's nothing wrong with having a wife yeah. because you are a dead Pete father. <laughs> which, which was a big thing back yeah. then because yeah. no one actually knew about his son. No one knew. Only, pe- only the inside people had suspicions, but it wasn't confirmed. It wasn't news. Like no yeah. one on Twitter was talking about yeah. this. No one on, like nowhere, nowhere did yeah. we see Drake has a child. And the way he, the way he drops that bomb with one of the most like purely simple lines, you are hiding a child. <laughs> that is like, just, <laughs> there's no like, there's no two ways about it. He's just, he's just said it outright and dropped it. And his, son, his son's name's Adonis. So, yeah. yeah. That's uh, the story of Adidon again. Yeah. And then he like links that back to the fact that he's afraid of it's because his dad left him yeah. that he's now leaving his son. It's like, it's completely like, yeah. And it's completely destroying Drake's character altogether. Like there's Drake's character that is, I am a songwriter that got destroyed. Now it's like, 
I'm a good person that's being <laughs> destroyed. Like, that is incredible. It's also worth noting as well, like, the, because his son's name's Adonis, also yeah. they were going to have... Drake had a deal with, with Adidas, Adidas. Yeah. and that effectively, because of the song, got yeah. either delayed or... Um, he it got, go through with yeah, it. exactly. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't end up happening at all. I think he says that um, that was going to be called Adidon. Yeah, the, that's the, the, the yeah, play on words with Adidas. The clothing line yeah. was meant to be called Adidon. Yeah, then... and, and Pushti actually says Adonis is your son, and he deserves more than an Adidas press run. Yeah, highlight this, and I think the way Dr- Pushti got that piece of information was the fact that. Um, Pushti is like an ambassador for Adidas yeah, so yeah, he yeah. must have some kind of inside links yeah. picked up on this and was like hold on wait a minute yeah. I know actually I said this earlier I said that the Quinton line <laughs> line yeah. the Quinton line was my favourite my favourite bar this He's... potentially is up there Ooh. yeah the so, after, the so it's not it's not over after this bomb yeah. is dropped like there's more <laughs> But after he disses everyone, he goes, okay, um, I don't want, how dare you put yay in my verses? So how dare you attack someone in my team? I want all the curses. And then he goes, all right, one second though. Let me diss one of your boys. <laughs> OVO 40, hunched over like he 80, tick, 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 how much time he got? That man is sick, sick, sick. And that is so evil. Because yeah. Obio 40, um, Oliver, is, um, he has um, MS. MS. So he is actually sick. <laughs> Shit. The, the craziest thing is that Obio 40 could, it could lead to a loss of communication between neurons. The disease he's got is actually really, really bad. And he goes, nah, I don't even care. Like, and the line before that, he says, if, if I go to hell, then it'll be worth it. So like, this is brutal. It's kind of like Drake was going, Drake dropped the disc and he was like a really good disc and stuff. And Push T like, took it to another level and was like, okay, now, now let's see what happens. As you have to, in a beef. Yeah. I think this is really important in the contents of rap beef because this isn't the first time where someone has said some crazy stuff like this before we've got push a drop this track the day before it was word ms day yeah there's there's (laughs) so many layers there's so many layers to this this is crazy that's probably a coincidence i'm sure it could be i don't know yeah this guy's ruthless (laughs) but yeah like in in terms of like wider context there was um tupac tupac yeah he it. just um, yeah he just he was prodigy. a prodigy which which as a result actually yeah. is no longer with us yeah yeah prodigy has unfortunately passed away but he did diss him on hit him up yeah uh push t and then actually in response mob deep dissed tupac after tupac died um yeah. on the uh, what is it called hell on earth album um so like yeah it is brutal <clears throat> and Again, I'll say it again, it's toxic masculinity where I want it, in a rugby, because again, but there is like a wider topic that I do want to talk about briefly, that is this line and lines like two packs and stuff too far on a rugby? I would personally say no. Nah, same, I agree. And but why then the, okay. the other, the problem is obviously people that are involved in the beef. So if you have if you have MS, obviously, um, it is insensitive to other people. Yeah, yeah, it is because this obviously doesn't only affect forty; it affects everyone that's suffering from it. Yeah, hundred percent. And also, it's hard to draw a line in the sand when it's rat beef because it, the whole point of a rat beef is you want to attack the other person and get a reaction out of your crowd obviously yeah. like this is the way to win a rap beef is in the like barbershops or in like the discussion groups between your friends where you're like yo did you see this diss track <laughs> like who won like that's where it's won it's yeah. not won on like there's no point board yeah there's no like scoring because there's no like rules to it it's the like it's rap like you just and it's also i think it's important to say that in the actual community people want to see this kind of gritty side to it yeah 
also obviously um like recent in in this like generation obviously people are always offended uh, quite easily or maybe not even easily maybe it's justified actually but people are just generally more offended um than they were before or at least that they're they're voicing that um now at least a lot more yeah i think i i think yeah people have been offended <laughs> about stuff like throughout time yeah. um i think now because of social media it's so much easier to like yeah voice yeah, it like exactly. you said and and make that well aware and i think that is like a very like tough place to be at in a rap beef and a lot of people were like saying maybe rap beefs the era of rap beef is over maybe we'll only be doing subliminals yeah but then this comes along and realizes that no like this it's still a place and i think it's important to know that like this is part of like hip hop and not it's easy to take these type of lines out yeah out of context out of context and be like oh, like push T is a terrible person for saying this but you gotta it's like this is like a rap beef i don't think Pusha T would kill OVO40 or be happy that OVO40 is dead. But he did say he didn't care. He did <laughs> his podcast. Care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's this but is the whole mentality. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a difference, and also like there's also the fact that he is a rapper and part of a rap beef, and you have to play this like character. Yeah. You have yeah, to be like because I know at the time like of like obviously one of the most famous beefs. Um, in hip hop history, that pushed the um, Tupac and Biggie beef. Um, when Tupac died, Biggie would be on mic saying, "Like, obviously, we had our problems, but we did. I never wanted Tupac to die." And I think that is genuine. Okay, that's true, but at the same time, you have um, people wishing death on the other side. Not Biggie specifically, but people in Biggie's camp. Yeah, so I, it's hard to. Maybe it was like a bad. Actually, maybe it was a bad example to take because it did. There was like death. That could be like a direct consequence yeah. of rap beef, and I think that's another point. Like, and it's also the, is that the line in the sand that we draw when it spills out onto the street, and then you get people like actually like yeah. go coming to blows over yeah. something that's happened in the song. Is that okay? But it's hard. It, it, this is a very hard um, subject to talk about purely yeah. because a lot of the aesthetic about hip hop is being real. Yeah, and. When you're talking, especially like for example, Biggie, when you're talking about songs like What's Beef, where he's mentioning um, the consequences and he's also he's almost um, making like beef attractive. It's like uh, beef. Do you know the song What's Beef? Yeah. Where beef just, is where you need two guys to go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Beef yeah. is when I see you guaranteed to be in ICU. So when you're rapping about that, and it's it's hard to distance yourself away from it after what you're saying actually does happen. Yeah. Especially because this is a lot, a lot. People don't often realize, but it's actually more than music. You know, especially in that period, yeah, where, that, <clears throat> where people did actually have genuine, uh, genuine conflicts with each other. Yeah, hip hop can be like incredibly like personal, like personal stories, and it like m- blends the two because music is like art and expression, but then they like draw from their personal lives so much. So someone who is like from that era and I think Pusha T is from that era of like hard knock lifestyle yeah. incredibly brutal anything goes anything goes attitude yeah. that he grew up in the, like the area of Virginia like it's not like compared to Drake which he Drake himself would say like he was an actor sort of middle class like obviously he had his struggles too but it wasn't in the same no. like truly like tough ghetto environment that Pusha T did yeah, and I think that like funny spills into both yeah like camps and i think also like there's like well drake should have never mentioned virginia williams which like sparked like okay if you're going up if you're going up my wife who's not even a rapper who's like my wife then i will then spill out into attacking your parents attacking your child attacking your like it's kind of like going absolutely berserk for mentioning something that's not relevant at the time yeah not not part of it to be fair though to drake he didn't actually say anything bad about his wife he mentioned he just alluded to his wife yeah i think it wasn't a good line yeah i didn't (laughs) understand it was just the sake of his ring ring and virginia williams yeah i mean i get the wordplay but there was it didn't do anything for For the the song song. yeah no yeah and it's also i just felt that he just put it in there just to put her name in there he did that definitely 
And I think maybe Pusha T even picked up on that and was like, why would you pointlessly put my wife's yeah. name in the song? Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, like, so that... So this also leads on to what Drake says in his, yeah, in so his interview of, with LeBron. So before, <coughs> before he did go on that yeah. um, interview, there's one other thing that happened. Okay. J Prince then oh, yes. goes on the radio run. So this beef happened and obviously social media went crazy. Yeah. The rap world went crazy. Like every everyone was like chiming in on it. it and also it a lot of people thought that Drake was going to respond quickly purely because he did so um again, he he did so um with Drippy Freestyle with Push but also in his previous beef with yeah. Meek yeah, Mill he even released yeah, yeah exactly he released this track and then because Meek Mill took so long to reply he back released another yeah. he re- released another this track yeah uh, with back to back yeah so <laughs> what everyone thought was Drake is well aware that if he doesn't respond he's screwed yeah Drake yeah. and Drake knew this of course and it was like okay push comes to shove like what no pun intended there um what do we like what do we do and then jay prince steps in and i think jay prince is a figure that we should talk about just for people who like outside of hip-hop i wasn't aware of him until he actually until he until i had his name like what are you gonna say so jay prince was um very very important but behind the scenes in the dirty south during the ghetto boys era so this is like in the 80s and the 90s um and jay prince is not a rapper jay prince is more of someone who is very very connected to the underground and connected to gangsters and stuff sort of like a suge knight character Mm. um and what he did was provide money and maybe through laundering as well set up a rap label rap a lot i think it's called rap a lot records i could be wrong um and that meant that Jay Prince is a feared figure um, in hip-hop because of his connections to the underworld and because of people don't know where he got his money from yeah. and then he signed his rappers and now he's big and the connection between Jay Prince and Drake is Jay Prince's son found Drake on my MySpace or whatever and then told Jay Prince like this guy could be big we could make money off him and then Jay Prince so-called sort of signed a deal with Birdman, Birdman told Wayne, and that's how it all happened. Right. This is how Drake is tied up in so much like label issues that Pusha T is talking yeah. about because all these people have a stake in Drake. They make money off of Drake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Jay Prince got involved because, well, Pusha T was hiding the money <laughs> by dissing Drake. He might be damaging Drake's sales, which means nah, Jay Prince needs to step up. And Jay Prince said, the beef ends now and it kind of did and that's also if you want to believe jay prince right yeah so jay prince said what jay prince said was um is this could drake, be, this could be seen as propaganda yes what jay prince went on record to say was that drake recorded a diss track and this diss track was so incredibly brutal that it would have ended Pusha T's whole career and also kanye's entire <laughs> yeah. career he emphasized Kanye more than Push, right? Yeah, he said he said his man, Pusha yeah. T's man, so Kanye. Actually, yeah. there's, there's also actually something that we forgot to mention is the um, the amount of disses in Duppy Freestyle that Kanye gets. Um, yeah. That that subject. He talks about um, Drake talks about Kanye being um, afraid to let Virgil go so Virgil Abloh the uh, designer that worked closely with Kanye now but now is head of Louis Vuitton so he was yeah so he's alluding to that he's also alluding to um, Kanye working with so many people and Drake helping Kanye so all of this he was he was dissing Kanye very much so much to the point where some people were saying and actually you could see it as well that um, potentially Kanye might have might be dissed more in that track than Pusher Yeah, yeah I think it was because he took a lot of the heat in that track. Yeah. So like all of this happened and Jay Prince, the um, quote unquote rap bookie man, um, <laughs> stepped in and then suddenly like well, the wheel stopped. Like people were thinking, oh my God, is this going to be like a crazy frenzy? Like we're going to get diss track after diss track and like it'll, it'll lead to like some fever pitch. But it just stopped. Surgical summer. Yeah, surgical. Yeah. So Pusha T actually says that 
this is volume one yeah. surgical summer as in basically saying he might have even more information or more in store like he's ready for it yeah. he did he did say he, uh, on breakfast club as well he kept alluding to that he's got more information yeah if needs be yeah um so yeah jay prince stepped in and then um nothing happened for a few months until this hbo show with lebron james yeah. which i think was a like a terrible decision by oh, drake it was awful um but yeah so essentially what it was was this half an hour long interview with lebron james and another person i don't know his name i, I don't know who he is but yeah the, these three are having this conversation um about the, the the beef itself and what happened and stuff and i think um drake starts to reveal information and sort of paint a picture of like um being set up and all these like so what he said damage is what, control yeah this is damage control and it is very like it's it's not good but he said oh yeah i went to the recording studios in wyoming and uh ovi and forty was like mm, maybe this is a bad idea drake <laughs> and drake was like mm, i sense the vibe like and uh he says that um Con- and drake opened up to kanye and showed him pictures of his son and being like oh man i'm having trouble with my my my, my baby mama like what should, what should i do kanye and kanye just nodded and sat there waited till drake left and then ran to push a tea and like told him everything that's what drake said happened and what drake made it out to be was like oh my god like they set him up as woe is me like look how badly i got set up and what he tried to do is push aside the diss track and then like focus it all back on kanye and be like look how bad kanye is and he also decided to point out that about the um 40 line yeah about him obviously being sick yeah, he 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 started. Drake then said, "This is where lines are drawn. How could you cross the line in rap?" Yeah, that's basically what he said. And he also said that he studies rap for a living, so he knows his his opinion is credible. Yeah, that is yeah that that quote. He studies rap for a living, um, and I don't think that that's not true because yeah, he bought the microphone, all of that stuff. Of course, he he does he is into rap. Uh, that's obvious, but I, I do think he's wrong like we mentioned before yeah, on yeah, like but, uh, other examples and also drake himself on two birds one stone he mentions the kid cuddy yeah. stuff he mentions kid cuddy's issues rehab. yeah going yeah. to rehab going to issues with mental health and he disses kid cuddy for having mental health issues and that's also yeah. very very big like that's a big <laughs> thing to do and very cruel yeah. so i think drake and it kind of like it what he tried to do was paint a picture about him being the victim, but then it made him out to just be someone who did damage control. Yeah, like he said. I think it's also he he on the same interview he also talks about um, he says to rap purist he realizes that he'll take an L for this. Yeah, and uh, not that it's connected so much, but I thought that this interview was purely just for um, his his everyday fans, not rap purists. Yeah, yeah. I think damage he... control because uh, the everyday fan wouldn't really know about. I mean, I wouldn't say they wouldn't know about rap rules and stuff, but obviously they wouldn't be as informed. Yeah, and they also wouldn't be this invested exactly in the like beef itself or analyze it. Um, I think that is a really good point because I don't think Drake is stupid. I think Drake yeah, knows not. that he lost his yeah. beef, and he, in his eyes, he's like, "Okay, I got to do the best I can now." Like. I think if I was in Drake's shoes, I would, and Push T came out with that diss, I wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, it w- nothing would have been better than this. <laughs> yeah, nothing would have been better than the interview Especially and it better was, than the iPhone notes. It was notes. awful all the way around. <laughs> yeah, that rea- the reaction, no reaction would have been better than a reaction. Especially because your response is coming through... <laughs> through this interview yeah. with LeBron and especially the way they're speaking in that in the manner they're speaking in like it's really emotional mm. it, it's really, it just comes off awful like yeah yeah, yeah. I, it comes I despised off, it yeah it comes off very um I don't want to say pathetic because I feel yeah like... you could say that <laughs> it, it is it is too fair yeah especially because he they also allude to this trap this um, apparent yeah. amazing track that, that could this brutal Kanye's track that uh, could end um, Kanye and yeah. obviously push. push 
uh, he made this diss track apparently. It's in the vault. Yeah. It's in the vault. It's too powerful to be let out. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. It would break rap. The whole <laughs> culture would be destroyed <laughs> like Thanos. <laughs> like it's it's like saying and, and I remember reading this on Twitter or something, but it's like saying, Oh yeah, I've got a girlfriend, but she's not on she's not on Twitter or Facebook and she yeah. goes to a different school. Yeah. You guys don't know her. But trust me guys, it's real. Like yeah. it's not because if it was real you would have released it. You would have released it for what, your friend. What, was, for the, what you. was the reason for him not releasing it? Yeah, I think because Drake's such a good guy, man. Drake's such a nice guy. And that he doesn't true. want to play in this field. You know, when, when, <laughs> yeah. when Pusha T crossed the line, he was like, oh man, I'm, be- I'm like, I'm going to be the bigger man and step back. That's what Drake tried to say. But really, like, if it was a real diss track and you'd, your friend got attacked in the way he did, you would have dropped that instantly. Especially because he he's the one who responded to the initial diss track and then he's saying, I don't want to be involved with this. Yeah, it just exactly. doesn't make sense. So yeah, so <clears throat> T didn't stop there as well after yeah. that LeBron interview. He goes, okay, you did an interview. I'll do an interview with Joe yeah. Budden. They, 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 just for the record, they keep saying it's a... It's a conversation, not an interview. Yeah. I don't know why, but they keep saying it in the podcast. Yeah, I think I think the reason is he wanted to like say like, okay, Drake got this fancy HBO show made yeah, yeah. and all that. I'm gonna go on a podcast with another rapper. We're just gonna talk. Like, He's well respected rapper. Yeah, well respected. And someone that's been in beef with Drake. Make, with Drake, yeah. and also someone who Drake was a really big fan of. Yeah. Drake was a yeah. huge Joe Biden <laughs> fan as well as a Push T fan. Um, Joe Budden got into a beef with Drake and it fizzled out. Maybe even Joe Budden might even say that he probably lost. Like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he probably would. Yeah, so he um, he released a, a diss track, a very Joe Budden released a very direct diss track, um, and he got no buzz on social media, which is important in this day and age. And then it got, and then uh, Drake responded with a couple of um, subliminals on a French Montana song. Um, where he says, uh, what is it, pump, pump, pump it up. Oh, yeah. um, I'm not a one-hit wonder, whatever kind of thing. And obviously, Joe yeah. Budden's biggest yeah. track is pump it up. So um, so that line, and, and I think Joe Budden even said that like that was really good. And he put his hands up kind of thing. Um, and uh, Joe Budden is quote-unquote retired. But yeah. <laughs> um, so the podcast happens, and uh, the biggest bit of information, I think, that dropped on the podcast was... It wasn't this whole Kanye narrative, let me run and tell Pusha T about the information from. Yeah. Um, it was actually Drake's very own friend, OVO. The man with MS. The man with MS was the one who ended up. And, and obviously, he didn't mean to do this. But what happened was, according to Pusha T, what happened was Ovio Forty is in a relationship with a with a girl, and he must have, you know, they were having a chat, and he must have been like, "Oh, look, man, Drake's going through some issues with his yeah. child." And this girl then tells Pusha T, or tells someone who tells Pusha T, and that is how he found out. Yeah, and, and he also has recordings of. Yeah, so in that podcast, they were like, "I've," got, he's like, "I've got proof, I've got proof," and then he plays this recording of audio with this man and this is like very ominous like thing to like listen to it's really like (laughs) it is strange it is a strange one but essentially this man is like look man um after i like um oh sorry what happened was just to give a bit more wider context after this disc was dropped drake then puts up a bounty this is this is what's rumored that he says, okay, £100,000 for anyone who could give me dollars. damaging information. On Pusha T. On Pusha T. Dollars, yeah. Um, and this man is on the phone saying, look... Bear, I... bear in mind, Drake said there's rules to this shit. Yeah. yeah. So he's obviously invested in this beef if he's willing to give 100 k Yeah. For information. So Not this... even for death. Like, he... for information. Yeah, so this man is on the phone now. <laughs> Saying, look, man, if I give this piece of information, I want, I don't want a hundred thousand pounds. I want enough money to flee the country <laughs> because I'm afraid of what Pusha T's like boys will do to me. 
that is what he says in this voicemail that Pushdi got a hold of and then played. Which you don't do justice, by the way. Just no. yeah. like if you, you could you could hear the the fear, the fear in his voice. Yo. So he's not he's not just asking for hundred k. He's asking for another passport. Yeah. He's asking he's asking for a witness protection program. And Pusha T during this is laughing, saying, "Hey man, look, look, don't call me on this, don't call me on this." Like, and yeah. uh, Joe Budden is basically saying, "Man, you are crazy. Like, you you are an evil guy." And Pusha T is just laughing. Um, I think yeah, like like we said earlier, Drake didn't know what he got got himself into with this beef. And it's also worth yeah. noting, actually, that um, there's a, there's a lot of voice recordings of multiple people. Uh, that Drake asked yeah. uh, for information on. So one of them, I'm not sure exactly who it was, but it was someone that Push actually wasn't even cool with, and even even though he wasn't cool with him, even though this person that Drake asked wasn't cool with him, he still told Push that look, these people are asking for information on about you. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that is another thing. I think what happened was Push T was so like goading about this, like, look, your best friend told you this stuff. But people who don't even like me will not divulge this information. Yeah. He's basically saying, my circle is tight. I right. keep a tight ship and I know what I'm doing in this beef. Please don't try me. And the other thing is, Pusha T keeps mentioning he has nothing to hide. Yeah. yeah. He has no skeletons in his no, closet. Exactly. Yeah. That's the other, yeah. He, Pusha T even says, why would you get into a beef with this with this <laughs> with this that you're trying to hide this presser and this this child and stuff that you've got issues with this is another thing about the child where are the pictures after all this has happened <laughs> Drake true. still has not even like said oh celebrating yeah. my birthday yeah. with my son so people are still making jokes like oh my god like all this time it's like Christmas has I passed he, sh- he shows it to LeBron in that yeah, he shows yeah, it to yeah. LeBron in that he interview, shows a text or, or to the other guy, yeah. to the other guy that it was interviewing them. Yeah, he shows some kind of text with the name on that. But yeah, there's no. Um, I think in the um, Drake album though, he does have like a song dedicated to his son, yeah. and he says the world uh, line, "I wasn't hiding my child from the world; I was hiding the world from yeah. my child." Social media man. picked up on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I know, like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, again, another example of damage control. Yeah. yeah. It's also like he made... Drake made a lot of changes on his albums. Uh, yeah, on his yeah, album, after sorry. The push, after yeah. the Push to T conflict. Yeah. Yeah, because it got released a month after. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then also another thing that I think Drake did pretty well, credit to him, is after all this stuff happened, he suddenly... And I think Kanye is at fault for this began shifting the thing as a Kanye versus Drake thing. Yeah. And Kanye played into that. And I think Pushti got pissed off that Kanye played into that as well. Yeah. Um, in certain yeah. interviews, he's like, well, I don't. Like, Kanye should have just stayed quiet. But, but also, like, in, in that Joe Budden podcast, um, Pushti keeps keeps mentioning that Kanye and him are, when you, when you look at it from a broader perspective, very different people. They're not yeah. both from the same from the same cloth as it is. They're not cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Um, and They come from very different um, walks of life. Yeah. That's very true. And I think there's also songs where they mention it as well. I think uh, Pujati says, I think it's good that Ye got a dope dealer kind of thing. Yeah. Like there's lines where they're like, he's basically saying, I'm the shine to this <laughs> exactly, pub. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm the, I'm the crook yeah. side of it. I am the dirty side of good, good music. music yeah um but yeah so this whole beef happened drake successfully i would i, I think there's a, one question to ask as well um and i think it is an obvious answer that drake do you think either of their reputation like in the wider scheme of things what do you think the effect has been on drake's career and what do you think the effect has been on push t's career i think with from obviously like a hip-hop purist perspective not that i think i am but from that perspective drake clearly lost his beat yes purely because he didn't have a he didn't have a response to um the story of adidon yeah and the only response obviously was that interview which was awful and obviously the notes that he produced on instagram it's not affected his um 
global reach though. No, no but because it's yeah. so big, it it, it yeah. wouldn't or it couldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think it would. I don't think. Um, also, I don't think in this day and age, any um, rap beef will affect any rapper's yeah. sales. Unless, uh, unless the information that's divulged about them is crazy. Even then, I don't yeah, think same. it would. Because, especially for example, like Meek Drake. Mill. Drake yeah. defeated Meek Mill, and yeah. yet Meek Mill is fine. He's yeah. still selling the, a similar amount. Mm. Um, although, of course, they have like reconciled, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think um, you know Meek Mill's sales have been damaged, or like his. You yeah, know, but his... That, I think that's a different. Okay, but Th- that's a different Drake point. Has more casual fans. Like yeah. anyone. Yeah. Like anyone can listen to Drake. No, not everyone can listen to like someone like Pusha T or something. Yeah, Pusha T is catered to a very specific yeah. audience. And I think that's also like another thing, why why no, no parties were, um, sorry, why no no artists were like her, yeah, in yeah. the grand scheme of things because they've got different audiences. But I think for Drake personally. His idea and I his of, claim to the throne. Yes, yeah. his claim that that's the biggest thing. His claim to being a goat. I mean, I think, oh, like a lot of rap fans, mm. agreed like that push of God what he deserved in that sense. Like he won. Yeah, and I think this is like yeah, he got that recognition from a yeah. lot of people. Oh, he got a lot of recognition. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Push T's name rung out in the way that it should have always yeah. rung out because he yeah. is an incredible lyricist it's also worth noting as well like his actual album um we did speak about it obviously in the last podcast but his actual album was really really yeah. good it's a shame you never want to grab yeah exactly i mean i'm not that i really care actually but uh, in the rap community like everyone yeah. was like praise it was full yeah. everyone was full of praise for the album especially after um his previous releases were f- like full of filler and stuff this yeah. was like a cohesive project yeah this is the push t that we yeah. wanted and got and i think yeah the rap beef helped him immensely um it was and likewise damaged drake in session i think when we like look back on like the greatest rappers of all time it's it's it is a bit sad, but Drake will not be in that conversation but, because of there's so much against him. There is so much for it that Drake has done that is completely that needs to be praised. Yeah. But also, I don't think it's just purely based on this beef that no, he wouldn't no, no. be considered. Yeah, there are other elements. I think it would maybe like a topic for another episode yeah. to yeah. discuss this. But in terms of this is but another this is just huge fat, yeah, exactly, yeah. in the like armor of Drake. Um, also, um, another like wider question is: Do you think? Um, sorry, where do you think this ranks in like rap beefs over time? You're asking some hard questions. I'm going to go back. Yeah, I'm not as in like obviously like a yeah, ranking yeah. first, yeah, second, no, third, no, no. but I think this is like it's, one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest, but is it one of the best? Because mm, we didn't get a lot of. Co- I mean. We didn't get a lot of content like from this year or this. I mean, yeah, sorry, yeah. from the this specific uh, episode of beef. Yeah, we have got obviously multiple subliminals over the years, but even then, they don't. Just, there's not enough content like for for it to be like the best potentially compared to Nas, Nas yeah, and Jay Z yeah. compared to, um, sorry, put um, Tupac and Biggie, um, and uh. Um, Ice Cube and NWA. And it's also hard PC. because it's hard because obviously with Drake, a lot of that, like, purely because of the fact, like, do you know when the, when Nas and Jay Z yeah. uh, had beef, they were like two giants of hip hop. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying that um, Drake isn't, it's just that because of his globe, a lot of his fans aren't about hip hop. Obviously, yeah. he's got a lot of uh, casual, casual fans. fans. Like, people are like just RB, they can listen to Drake. Exactly. Very true, and also, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. That they're not, then it wasn't invested. a level playing field yeah. to begin with. It was two different MCs from different ta- like parts of hip hop yeah. yeah. that clashed, and yeah, the Jay Z Nas is really important because people were saying this is a fight for the who fills the gap. Yeah, exactly. After um, Biggie left New York and Tupac left California, yeah. there was like, okay, who's who's the next on the throne? And this beef happened. It was like. That was like, but then huge. it's also worth noting that no, no beef will be like that. No beef will be in the same mold as Jay Z and yeah. Nas, in that I sense. Mean, because obviously, just 
j- just the way music is consumed these days that there's going to be a lot of casual fans. Hundred percent, I agree with that. And it, um, it would be, I think, a close comparison, but not the same, would be if Kendrick and J Cole had a beef. Obviously, Kendrick would win hundred percent, hands down. <laughs> but in terms of like, oh yeah, in terms of style Obviously. of rappers. <laughs> They're more similar styles yeah. than yeah. Push T and Drake. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say is, Kendrick needs to beef J Cole and beat him. And yeah, be really happy. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like at the same at the same time, actually, um, Drake is also very big on getting that throne. Like I said before, mm. so he does have a lot of tracks where he showcases his ability. Yeah, and I, I I feel like this whole episode has been like. Dissing Drake, of course, which is fair because he has. We're talking about him losing a rap beef, yeah. but he, I do enjoy a lot of Drake songs. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say we're all fans of Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This so, is coming from. This is. Tough I think love. this is tough love, but also <laughs> this is like this is kind of what I love about like hip hop, like being fan, like yeah. fans of both artists and being like I enjoy like I, this is kind of why I like rap beef because it's like two artists I enjoy like going head to head. Being like who comes out on top, like yeah. it's mm. it's exciting yeah. because you get like great content from both MCs. Like Duffy Freeze, that was a good yeah, yeah, track. It, was very good. it is good. And Story Added On was amazing. Like we because of this rap beef, we got the fans got two great like we got loads actually, got loads of great rap songs to like talk about and to listen to and stuff. And another thing, um, what do you think is next for Drake in his quest for the throne? Yeah, so if we were, I would say, again, if I was in Drake's shoes, I guess I really want to be in Drake's shoes, but <laughs> <laughs> if I was in Drake's shoes, um, what I would do next is focus on making the classic album that Drake doesn't have. Or maybe yeah. he might have, but an album like Daytona or something with no filler tracks, because Scorpion, Views, etc. have had even so his best, much. Even his best album, in my opinion, Take Care has a lot of fellas. Yeah, yeah, it does. If Drake was to come out with his next album that's short, it doesn't have to be short actually, but if it just comes a solid as long album, as it's less than an hour or an hour. Yeah. If the content's that. there. If the yeah. content is there, then suddenly the conversation for rap purists will change, I yeah. think. In ta- in terms of being like, whoa, this is what Drake we know yeah, exactly, is capable yeah. of. This is the Drake that we wanted. I think that's what I want from Drake. It's, it's a problem for Drake, though, because he's catering for two different yeah. people, like I said He earlier. knows this. But maybe, like, for Drake, like, he's got everything he wanted in terms of the popularity, in terms of being the greatest. Yeah. Um, sales, like, being on top of the game, sales-wise, popularity-wise, being the biggest pop star um, on the planet. Like, maybe now he can focus on making like a completely I think he should take a break from like producing like dropping albums because he's dropped one every year though for the past few years he's dropped one every year that I would think, be yeah I think he should just take a break just do the touring thing yeah. take a break get, get yeah, that, that, that's also assuming that that's assuming that Drake wants this okay. yeah yeah. but we it's have like, like if you take, if you look at Kendrick yeah exactly if you look at Kendrick obviously every single album of his has been pretty good yeah, and yes. he it's takes different. Yeah, yeah exactly. One, so. Yeah, I agree. But again, they are very different artists. Yeah, yeah. What do you think is next for Push then? For Push, um, he did say that he's working on another album. Yeah, mm. he said that in the interview, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you know what it was. I think there's a lot of leftover material from Daytona because there's yeah. seven tracks. Right. He even alludes to that in interviews, being like, "We cut a lot of stuff." Yeah. Certain things that he did want actually. Yeah, I think he would because. All five of these Kanye albums were like seven tracks. Yeah. Maybe there were like things where he was like, okay, fine, but I'm going to put this on the next yeah. album. Or what I would want is if he does this thing, one, album, one artist, one producer thing with another producer. Not that, like, not saying Kanye is bad yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. but it'd just be like a cool change of sound. He could do it with Pharrell because him and Pharrell are really close. That clips connection. Yeah. If Pharrell comes to, again, Pharrell is such a great producer and they've got that. They've got that chemistry because they, they yeah. grew up together, yeah. Yeah. So and all the like um, clips, Hal Hartman and Fury, and clips, yeah. um, Lord Willing, or so, yeah. such like powerful. But do you think push? Do you think push is capable of another Daytona? 
I think yeah. he's in every single one of his albums, he's shown this ability to be okay. so yeah. g- great lyrically and like with the metaphors and the wordplay. Yeah. Like. So you're saying that wh- where do you think his weaknesses come in terms of albums? Is it just purely because of the content? So there's uh, people saying like all he does is rap about selling cocaine, <laughs> which is true. And even he says it. But then I would say that so many other rappers do the same thing. Yeah. Where all yeah. they do is talk about And he's good at it. And he's great at it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's that. I think what it is for him is is again the like being um sorry being swayed by the filler tracks that we talked yeah. about on my name is my name yeah, and there's, um, there's quite a few the prelude my name is my name. where he he might have like a weak hook here and there yeah. and like a weak uh content i mean sorry a weak song structure or something like that that like kind of messes with the flow of the album yeah with daytona it was such a like direct like okay all well, the tracks say follow like a, a similar theme, a all similar the, production style. All the features were perfect as well. Yeah, everything meshed. And yeah. it's so much easier for us to say because that's such a hard thing to do. Yeah. But that is what we want from Push T because he's such a great mm. rapper. I want, I want the best for him, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that wraps up. Um, not, so with these two episodes, I think what we've done is like wrapped up. 2018 2018 yeah yeah. so we've done the albums that we loved and then also the moment um before the next episode we've like agreed that we're gonna like go beyond 2018 yeah Mm. look at hip-hop from a broader perspective